0: Greensboro History Museum and our podcast, History Notes, is pleased to collaborate with United Way of Greater Greensboro to present their centennial podcast, 100 Years of Transforming Your Compassion into Community Change. The
1: 1980s represented a decade full of self-assessment, strategic approaches, and tremendous growth for United Way of Greater Greensboro. Since Mrs. Julius Cohn chaired the board in 1932, there had not been a woman appointed to chair a fundraising campaign until Cynthia Doyle took the reins for the first time in 1980. Cynthia Doyle was extremely successful, and she continued to play a key role in shaping the organization's strategic future, as well as the future of local philanthropy. In 1982, Doyle chaired the board, and a year later, while attending an out-of-state conference, she learned about new organizations that were being formed in cities across the country known as Community Foundations. Cynthia Doyle who had tremendous respect for then United Way President Dave Atwood, approached him with an idea. As she later explained in an oral history interview with the University of North Carolina at Greensboro, I quote, I came home and went to see the head of United Way. I had been chair of the board of United Way. And the president and I were good friends. I said, what do you know about a community foundation? And he said, they're great. I said, well, do they interfere with the mission and the goals and the financial situation of the United Way? And he said, well, as a matter of fact, communities that have both have a far more vibrant philanthropic community than those communities that don't. And I said, I'd like to look into that. And that was the beginning of the community foundation, end quote. Atwood went on to become the first president of the newly formed Community Foundation of Greater Greensboro. Rooted in this initial collaboration, United Way has enjoyed an effective partnership with the foundation ever since. In the 80s, many communities across the nation experienced job growth. The stock market was booming, and a competitive spirit to achieve success was highlighted in the movie Wall Street, which amplified a depiction of the times when one of its main characters proclaimed, greed is good! However, as was the case in many times of economic prosperity, positive gains were not equally shared. In 1985, board chair Arthur Bluthenthal, a successful businessman who was known for his philanthropic volunteer leadership and support across the community, wrote these words in United Way's annual report. Today, the competitive spirit in our society seems to prevail over a shared sense of purpose, a shared sense of common purpose. The United Way is feeling that competitiveness. No longer is it easy to agree upon which agencies and services should be part of the community's campaign. What one group considers necessary for the social good may be anathema to another group. In such a society, when particular interests take precedence over true need, United Way becomes more essential than ever before. Our system of distributing funds based on community need is not only sound, but absolutely essential. To address this need, United Way leadership looked to the organization's strategic planning committee, which represented a cross-section of the community, including past United Way presidents and board members. In 1986, the committee's chair, Cynthia Doyle, unveiled a plan to engage new investors and launch goals to fund programs serving underrepresented groups. That same year, the board locally launched a new United Way of America program known as the Alexis de Tocqueville Society. The society was named after a young Frenchman, Alexis de Tocqueville. Who admired the spirit of America's volunteer sector during his travels? United Way across the world, including United Way of Greensboro, continue to recognize the Tocqueville Societies, whose members invest $10,000 or more annually. Also in 1986, United Way experienced a few. Long overdue first on its journey to becoming more inclusive. Dr. William C. Parker Jr. became the first African American to chair a campaign. Under his leadership, the campaign surpassed its goal, raising $5.5 million, which supported 38 agencies. That year, Dr. Parker personally spoke at over 100 employee rallies to promote the campaign. He had volunteered many years before to his appointment as campaign chair, and he went on to become the first African-American to be elected chairman of the board in 1988. As board chair, Dr. Parker built upon his strategic planning expertise and created a new organizational division dedicated to implementing a five-year strategic plan. Speaking to its critical importance, Dr. Parker said the plan would, quote, reduce the gap between ever-increasing unmet needs and available Health and human care services. And it would help United Way volunteers move beyond the traditional fundraising role towards strengthening United Way's function as a community problem solver. As a result, United Way supported educational resources and leadership programs for people of color. And continued to provide scholarships for youth to attend United Day Care, which later became Guilford Child Development. United Way also provided scholarships to NCCJ's Anytown, a teen social justice program that promotes respect, understanding, and inclusivity. Additionally, Scholarships were provided to local youth attending summer nutrition and recreation programs offered by the Guilford Native American Association. During the 1980s, communities across America began dealing with a new deadly epidemic, AIDS. Triad Health Project became a local expert, offering insights and support to the Department of Public Health and Cone AIDS team. In 1988, Triad Health Project wrote United Way saying this, Other agencies, both private and public, come to us for help in assessing problems and finding solutions. Now, however, as the AIDS epidemic grows in magnitude, we are in need of increased funding. We are continually pressed to help more people and agencies. Under these circumstances, we cannot possibly continue to deliver high quality services to our persons with AIDS and act as an interagency liaison if we only have volunteers. As a result of the petition, United Way provided funding to help Triad Health Project hire its first permanent part-time employee who could better support the needs of the community. Thanks to visionary and strategic leadership during the 80s, United Way began raising more money and partnering with more community agencies. In 1989, annual campaign chair David Nisbet increased community support over the previous year by nearly 17%, helping raise $7,810,000 to support 39 agencies. The cre- the increase in donations represented the largest percentage growth in a campaign year over year since 1944.
0: You've been listening to History Notes, a product of the Education Department of the Greensboro History Museum. Just as you visited for this podcast, continue to go to www.greensborohistory.org and select the Discover and Learn tab to listen, again, or learn more about many other subjects. We also invite you to follow us on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube. And please stop by the museum when you can. We're located at 130 Summit Avenue, Greensboro. Hours vary, so visit our website or call 336-373-2043 for details. Once again, thank you, and keep tuning in to History Notes.